And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I feel like I can reach through the screen and just and just touch you. You're so crisp. You're so clear. If you wanted to, if you wanted to shoot like you know some sort of movies from that camera, it would work. It is it is an exquisite connection. I don't know what it is, but I I mean I honestly also don't know DC Matthews at the DC Matthews because this is the same camera. It's the same computer. I don't know uh, what it is, but I, I feel like... I mean, like... even you, even you look pretty good. Did you do anything on your end? Do you have a different computer, different connection? I all my really, stuff is the same. I haven't really used this computer in a while. Maybe it's just the internet connection is really clear, and so... Uh, but I don't know. I, hmm. I'm, like, looking at all the little intricate details. I'm, like, seeing, like, D-Volt batteries over on your little side table there, and... Those are D volt batteries, right? I mean, they're nine volt, but oh. you know. Well, I don't know batteries. Apparently, <laughs> I can see your little orange finger puppet guy hanging off the microphone. I couldn't see that before. Maybe it's there just been is. that it's. Maybe it's just been that it's been three weeks or so since we've done this this way. You know, we did the DDT awards, our epic marathon DDT awards, and then we took two weeks or so off and I felt very out of out of place. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Did I plug everything in right? But everything seems to be good. How is how is your holiday? How's twenty nineteen been for you? Uh holiday was pretty good. Didn't do anything too extra special. Um watched the watched uh, the in law's dog for a little bit of a time there obviously yes we heard the in-laws dog repeatedly on the ddt awards yeah yeah i i will say this i've seen you mad many times in our in our friendship together many times at me while it while it thrills me to see you mad at say people that aren't me i haven't seen you you got quite frustrated at the fact that the the two dogs really just could not could not calm themselves during our uh, recording session. Yeah, I mean, they just get each other's going, you know. One gives a little earth, the next one gives a wolf, the next one has a full-blown bark, and then suddenly they're going and going and going. Uh, it just it, it gets it gets old. Well, you quick. live on a cul-de-sac. You would think there's not a lot going on, you know. On you this, would think. But I don't know if it was squirrels. I don't know if it was just, you know, trash men or people walking, but... Yeah, they were quite. Uh, they were quite excited, but then again, it was the DDT Awards. If you're going to be excited about something, let it be for that. Six or six hours of audio goodness. GQ was there for part of it. Uh, Mrs. Manson was there. It, it was a grand True. old time. Did you enjoy yourself in the fourth annual DDT Awards? Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know. Do we need awards. to like? Do we need to, like, go on site for the fifth annual awards? Do we need to, like, take out a hotel room so the dogs aren't a factor and we can, you know, guarantee audio perfection? Um, I, I mean, you know, we are, I don't know if you listen to the DDT awards, but we are pretty far away from audio perfection with or without the dogs. So, in fairness, I'm not sure it really, although I thought about it this year. You have a mixer. I have this audio interface. If you had brought all your microphones, we legitimately could have set up a four microphone recording space. Um, we could have each had our own microphone and we could have figured that out. Um, that we might have been interesting. Uh, maybe for next year, that's what we'll do. I thought the omnidirectional mic worked pretty well. Um, there was just a lot of echo in the recording, okay. but that's because of the space that we're in. Sure. Um, I think it picked us all up really great, but yeah, yeah. just there was a certain quality, of, like I said, an echo to the sound that there, I really wish we could that do I, something there's, about. There's something that I like about the fact that we're sitting on the sectional. We can get up and go to the kitchen to get snacks if we want. I feel like if we set up something up there in the office, the audio quality might be better, but I'm not sure that we would enjoy 
six yeah. to eight hours of recording. I mean, even if we had like a nice table that we could all sit around, uh, yeah, I worry that we're going to have to had to you know segregate ourselves to a certain part of the house, and it's going to feel more like a task than uh, yeah than what it does otherwise. So I, I don't know. I guess. Ups and downs, ups and downs, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, as people know, because they heard about it, you know, we got nailed pretty hard. I feel like I've been sick for like a month and I feel like middle age has hit me and I've just become this old Jewish man complaining about my problems. My ribs hurt. What? You You're know. not Jewish. I'm not, but well, maybe all old men complain, but this, the stereotype, forgive me, Mrs. Manson, but the stereotype of the, you know. The older Jewish person who, when you ask them how they're doing, they give you the litany of things that are wrong. You know, my ribs ache. I'm coughing. It hurts when I pee. So, <laughs> Does it hurt when you pee, DC Matthews? There was an ache there for a couple of days. But again, I'm not sure if that was just – I've had a Yikes. pretty serious cough for a while. So I'm going to have my hand here on the the fade because I'm pretty sure that I, if I do cough, I can turn down the volume – and then no are one you, will hear I gotta, it. I gotta ask: Are you really <laughs> recording on a different computer today? I'm not. But you said you hadn't used this one in a while. Ma- mainly because this laptop I use for recording the podcast and very little else. Huh? So because I, I am amazed right now. Is is Mrs. Matthews not at home right no, now? No, she's I mean, fine. Is she is it, watching? Is she streaming? Or she? Or I don't know she, what she's doing. Usually she's reading or something, but she might be watching something. This, I'm not sure. This really is amazing. I, I don't remember the last time we had a, a video connection this good. I, I mean, you're say. not like high resolution, but you're smooth. You know what I mean? Like, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It's anyway. No, but I opened I opened this up and checked the audio and the, the, the buzzing that I usually hear was totally gone. So I was like, all right, I don't know what it is, but we're going to run with it. Yeah, I actually, on my end, I've been playing around with OBS. I don't know if I've told you about this. I might have in the last podcast, but it's a it's streaming software. It's what you use to stream video games. But the thing that's cool about it is it actually has some real-time filters that you can put onto the audio. So, like, uh, you can put a compressor on just like you can with your mixer. You can put a noise gate on to try to, you know, minimize sounds below a certain level um, so yeah, like I could do some real time equalization. So this is all meant for like when you're live streaming something sure. and it has to be perfect, you know? So what I've done is I've set this up as though I was going to be live streaming with the microphone and I'm now running that audio from OBS into our recording software. And I'm hoping that it's going to give me even better audio quality than usual. Um, it's, it's a bit of a test, a bit of a, uh, you know, experiment here, but we'll see how it turns out. Does this mean that I'm going to get more seven days to die? Does this mean that I'm going to get some Doc Manson playing video games and streaming? Is that in my future? I doubt it. Oh, I mean, man. again, I, I will probably at some point maybe do that, but I probably want to build that new computer first. And well, and then you'd probably I don't want think to find a video. Like, are you? You've said many times over the last few months that there's not a game you're really into. Have you found something? Oh, um, during the last Steam sale, which ended just after the new year, I think maybe January 4th or so when it ended, I did pick up a game called Dead Cells, and uh, I've only played about three hours of Dead Cells, but I'm enjoying it quite a bit, um, and actually, it's a pretty low, it's not It's not very resource intensive, it's a 2D game, and I mean, I probably could stream this one without any quality issues whatsoever if i had to guess but Hmm. i don't know it's so it's a uh 2d like side scrolling action game i guess um are you familiar with the dark souls games uh only in that it's scary and people scream and die very easily because they're insanely hard right so they're these really difficult games except they're not really that difficult well, I don't know. I haven't really played them, but my interpretation of them is they're not really that difficult, but they're punishing. So, like, you know, but all the enemies um, telegraph their attacks, and as long as you're able to dodge or parry or whatever, as long as you learn what they're going to do, the game is very fair. It's just you actually have to learn its systems. And Dead Souls, uh, I'm sorry, Dead Cells is sort of like a 2D version of of Dark Souls, from what I can gather. Um, it's very much the same sort of thing. You, you're going, 
again, side-scrolling, jumping up on platforms, there are enemies. The enemies can do quite a lot of damage to you rather quickly, but they typically always are telegraphing the attacks before they happen, so you kind of have to just be paying attention and responding, executing um, correctly. Um, the other part of it is it's a roguelite game, so rogue is an old game. Um, it was sort of like a, an RPG type thing that every time you died, the game started over from scratch. Like the you start at the beginning of the maze, you lost all your items, etc. This is a rogue light because it, it's inspired by those mechanics, but um, you don't lose all of your progress. There's this currency that you collect as you're going through the game cells. You can spend these on permanent upgrades that do um, continue to persist even after you die. So even though you might not, even though like for me, for instance, I am terrible at this game. I don't make it very far, um, but I still feel like I am, you know, um, being effective. I feel like I am making progress because I am slowly getting closer to unlocking new skills and abilities like a health potion uh, that I can use more than once and things like that, you know, so uh, it's pretty good. It c control is real tight. I like it quite a bit. Um, like I said, I'm terrible at it. I'm rubbish at it, but uh, I don't know, having fun so far. So that's the well, most good. video games I've probably played in six months. Well, and that's kind of what I wanted to get to because, you know, you're not a huge Twitterer to begin with, but I feel like you've been gone. Like to the point where well, there, was a, there was a moment a few days ago where I was like, did we finish podcasting and I missed the memo? Like, is he just done being Doc Manson? Is it, is it <laughs> over? So that's why I think I was, you know, mentioned something about the show because I was like, I, we we haven't spoken in a while, and so I'm not sure what's going on. What have you been up to, Doc? What are you doing with your life? Um, working. Things are getting down to the grindstone now. The semester's starting a little bit over a week. Um, next week is basically my last week of work before the semester starts. I am so far behind in everything I need to do that... I don't know. I actually worked from home a little bit last night after I got home from work. So I wanted to get some stuff finished up. I'm probably going to continue doing that. I might be working late a few nights next week because I really need to get this stuff buttoned up and I'm way behind. So I don't know. We'll see if we record next Thursday. We might end up getting postponed to the weekend. That's fine. But we'll see. I'm hopeful that I will be able to power through and be productive. It's the worst thing when you get back from lunch in the afternoon and you know you've got a million things to do and it's just like, oh, God. I don't want to do anything. You ever uh, get like that? Yeah, it's a little different when the kids you come have back, all these little rugrats when the kids all come around back from you. lunch. But you know, when you when you've been doing it a while, you can get pretty creative. Uh, you can be like, "All right, kids, we're going to do this," which means you're going to, you know, I'm going to give you extra time to partner read, and the kids go, "Yay!" And you go, Yay, "Okay, partners, go ahead," and they, you know grab beanbag chairs and sit together and start reading. And you're like, I'm going to sit here and watch you read and figure out what in the world is going on. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, we've got emails I want to get to, including some from the holidays. So we're going to try to power through a bunch of those. Um, I am interested in your thoughts on the world of wrestling at large. There's been some big things that have happened. We are gearing up for Rumble season. I wanted to know if if you've caved, if you're back to watching a little bit, even if it's just I, – I discovered – I don't know what took me so long. I discovered the Raw and SmackDown replays on Hulu. They're fantastic. All of a sudden, it's, you know – An hour, hour and a half instead. Yeah, exactly. So uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start wrestling-wise? Do you want to start – are there more things from the holiday to unpack? Do you want to get to our emails? What sounds good? The good doctor. Um, I guess let's start with wrestling. The I'm, biggest... not, I'm not watching WWE at okay. the moment. Are you watching anything? No, not really. I, I, um, I did watch – well, I'll say this first, because the other topic will probably be more in-depth. I saw that Impact Wrestling has, you know, switched networks now. They're, now they're on an even more obscure television network that nobody gets. I really feel like they're just making them up now. Is it like Pulse? Is that what they're on now? 
I I I instantly forgot what it was called because yeah. it's, it's like, so inconsequential. It's like, hey, we're now on the Grimby network, and I'm like, that can't be a thing. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I thought was really positive coming out of that, actually, uh, it took a couple of days, mm-hmm. but now it sounds like they're going to be simulcasting uh, Impact Wrestling on this television station and also on Twitch.tv. So that means if you want to watch Impact Wrestling, if you have a web browser, if you can go to Twitch, you're going to be able to watch it at the same time that it's on television. It'll be streaming on Twitch. I think it's Fridays at 10 o'clock. Yeah, I thought um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, it goes to show that maybe it's not the worst thing because ultimately, while the, the television network potentially can bring you to a larger audience, at least now with Twitch, I, I, I feel like there's a better possibility that people who want to watch Impact will be able to find it. Well, and- um, I know from teaching that I have students, either former students or current students, who live on Twitch. Like, their entire Mm -hmm. life when they're not in school is on Twitch. So, being on Twitch is going to make it much more likely that somebody's going to stumble across you, check you out, watch the Lucha Brothers or LAX or... The thing that I'm curious about is whether or not the shows will be archived on Twitch. Like, Mm. can I come back Saturday morning instead and watch impact wrestling instead of just watching it the two hours exactly. that it's scheduled to that's be on friday make, night that's gonna make me much more likely to find it and though i gave thought over the holiday when i had some free time i gave thought to trying out i don't know what it's called but impact global Unli- force yeah impact Network Unlimited or, something. or whatever um yeah and just I, I looked into that a while ago but you couldn't watch the current episodes and like i i I, they just need to have a streaming product that is literally the equivalent of the WWE Network. Better though, because they, they need they need to have Impact Wrestling and they need to have the pay per views on there for one price. If they had that, yeah. I mean, I know everybody says you got to hit nine ninety nine, but even still, if I got you the don't. weekly television plus the pay per view, I would I would pay upwards of fifteen dollars. I don't think I'd pay twenty or thirty, but I would pay fifteen dollars to watch Impact. I had if talked- I could watch it all. When we were talking about Ring of Honor and Honor Club, I had said that I would pay $20 a month if they had, if I could watch their TV, if I could go back and watch all the old pay-per-views with Kevin Steen and Brian Danielson and all of that, and then if I could get the pay-per-views. Because the fact that they're like, oh, you get 15% off, I'm like, there is no way, and this will trigger into the conversation if we talk about all elite wrestling, I'm not paying. Never heard of it. I'm not paying any amount of money for a single show. Like, in the era I mean, of the WWE Network, I'm, Double or Nothing in I Las will. Vegas. I would. Like, if Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, if a single show were $15 or less, there's a possibility that I would purchase it out of curiosity. You know what I mean? As long as it's a one-off thing. If they're going to start having regular pay-per-views where it's one a month, Again, I would maybe pay $10 to see those, but that's about the outside limit if there is no other content for that $10. If I'm literally paying only for that event, I would pay $10, but that's about it. I'm not going to pay 30. Well, I'm not going to pay 60. Yeah. That's it. And you know, I don't so know So now what- that we're we're talking around it, let's Maybe just for the audience. Would you want to give just a little background? What what happened? What is all Elite wrestling? Let's so, talk about the news. So Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Never heard of them. Okay. I don't know who You mean that is. Stardust and Generation Me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just Stardust that. and Generation Me. Dash and Cody Rhodes and Generation Me. Um, they One half of the Rhodes Scholars. Yes. The deformed Cody Rhodes. They paired up with the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is some guy who looks like he's younger than we are but has $6 billion because life's not fair. And um, they decided to form their own wrestling company. They are calling it All Elite Wrestling. Um, they had a press conference to announce that Double or Nothing is going to be their first big event to kind of go after All In, last year's All In. Chris Jericho has signed with the company. The former Neville, now known as Pac, showed up 
in his wrestling trunks. Everyone else was in suits, showed up in his wrestling trunks uh, to be part of it. They've got Hangman Adam Page from Ring of Honor. They possibly will get Kenny Omega. So all of these big names who are not with WWE. And so this was a very big deal. Twitter, of course, exploded because some people thought it was great and they were going to burn WWE to the ground. Some people thought they were terrible. And why would I pay attention to a bunch of has-beens who couldn't get over in WWE? Uh, you know, Twitter was doing what Twitter does. Um, but that is the big exciting news. So I'm curious to you as someone who I don't know if you've ever seen the Young Bucks as the Young Bucks. Um, you know them as Generation Me. I don't know that you know who Kenny Omega is. Um, what do you think? Well, I like Cody Rhodes a lot. And, um, I didn't, I don't really like Generation Me, but in fairness, as you said, I've never seen them as the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega is supposed to be quite good, although I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. I think I've seen him play Street Fighter. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, so I will say I didn't watch. Uh, I, I did start watching their. You called it a press conference. They called it a rally. Um, the rally from Jacksonville. Um, I actually think that, though, there is a distinction there because I ended up turning it off because I was expecting something more like a press conference where they were going to present something that was maybe more professional and business oriented. Maybe they were going to Cody Rhodes is going to stand up there and give us. Here's the deals. Here are the facts. Instead, it, it very much came off like, you know, Carney's going to Carn and they were they were doing promos. And like, it, honestly, I was watching. I don't know which one it was. One of the young bucks. He was on the microphone and it was so to me cringeworthy. Like I, I had trouble listening to him and I said, OK, this is not what I was hoping for from this event. It's clearly not for me. I'm just going to turn this off sure. and I'll, I'll just catch up on the, the news, the signings on Twitter. And that's what I did. Um, so that said, I don't know necessarily that I from what I've seen of their bike skills that I'm going to be a friend, a, a fan of the Young Bucks. But in fairness, uh, I don't think I need to be a fan of the Young Bucks to be excited about all elite wrestling. Um, they're only going to, even if they are performing, and I pres presume that they will, um, I know they're executive vice presidents, but I presume they will also be performers. They're only going to be one component of that show. There's plenty of other talent that I am interested in seeing. Now, I've heard for years about all the must-see television happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am, you know, I'm in a point right now where I want to like wrestling but I'm completely burned out on the WWE product. People have said, well, why don't you get New Japan? Again, I don't want to watch a product where a lot of it I can't understand. And I also, I would like to have a company that has both male and female competitors. And it seems like All Elite Wrestling is going to tick off a lot of those boxes for me. Uh, and if they are able to put together a reasonably priced package that is easy uh, to consume to get in front of my eyeballs, there's a good chance they're going to get some of my money, um, honestly, because I am excited to see a lot of these talents that I've never seen before. It's exciting to be watch them starting this new company, this new promotion. It's very possible that they will go the way of ECW and be dead inside of three years or something. But at the same time, that's exciting. I want to see that because in all fairness, they've got a ton of money behind them. So there's a real good chance that they're here to stay. If they can get a good, and here's the thing though, everybody, I see everybody talking about this and I almost just said it myself. If they get a good TV deal. We were just talking about with impact wrestling. I don't even care if they get a good TV deal. If they're able to put on shows and put it on Twitch or put it on YouTube, I will watch it. And then if they have, again, whether it's a streaming service or if it's $10 a month for these, you know, these pay-per-view events, I'll pay that. The thing that's going to be a problematic for me though is if they end up on television on a channel that I don't get because I don't, you know, I don't get cable television. I'm not going to subscribe to view or to sling TV for this. I'm just not. So if that's the only place to get this product and then they're going to charge me $60 a month for a pay-per-view. I don't know. How much does Ring of Honor charge for a pay-per-view these days? It's a lot. Do you know? It's like 40. 
40 to 50. Yeah. Because like, again, they're trying to say, hey, if you join Honor Club, you only have to pay 30. But 30 still, is still too high. 30 is in today's wrestling economy, I feel 30 is too high. Now, I understand that they're trying to get off the ground. And again, 999 is a real difficult target to hit. But if they had some sort of service where there was regular wrestling shows plus the big events, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's guaranteed that I would subscribe for a long time if it were $20 a month. I think it would have to come in less than that, like less than $19.99 a month if I was really going to do it long term. Um, but it all depends on pricing, I guess. Yeah. I feel like this right now, how it seems to me is you have the best of WCW and the best of ECW. The best thing for WCW was the fact that you had a billionaire who was willing to give you whatever money you needed to put on the best product. They've got that. The thing about ECW was it developed a rabid cult following of fans who were willing to go anywhere and do just about anything to support this product. They've got that right now. There's a lot of question marks. We don't know what the roster is going to fully look like. They say wins and losses are going to matter. I'm not even sure what that means. Who knows? Who knows about the TV deal? Who knows about any of this stuff? They're talking about health care for their talents. I love it. Which I is, love healthcare. Mm-hmm. I love equal pay. They've been talking about yep. between the male and female competitors. Um, I think it's all great. I think it's all, you know, real positive, forward-moving, progressive stuff for this industry. Well, and that's it. I love everything about it, and yet I still know if double or nothing is reasonably priced, maybe. I make the trek to Manson Manor and we check it out. I'm going to find it difficult to pay for anything else. I can watch WWE Network all day, every day for the same $9.99. So they're going to have to make the deal really appealing to me for me to want to check it out. But I the love- big thing for me is I just $9.99 is a great deal, except I'm not interested in the back catalog. I know you are. So that's the difference yeah. between our scenarios. But I'm only interested in the current product, and I think $9.99, again, $10 a month for the pay-per-views, I think it's perfectly worth it. So if they don't have a formalized streaming service, AEW, I mean, if they just are charging me $10 per event, okay, I'm there. Yeah. But if it's any more than that, it's going to be a hard sell. So mm-hmm. it really is. Well, and again, you're going to have the core audience. There are going to be people you know, that are going to be willing to pay more. But if you want to really grow, and that's the question. The question is, what is this going, what are their goals? They are not, I can't imagine that they are going to consider themselves, especially right now, legitimate competition to WWE. They are, I think they're going to see themselves as maybe their competition to impact or to Ring of Honor, which seems to be kind of fading a bit as more and more stars get pulled elsewhere. Um, maybe they see themselves as that, like we can be a strong number two wrestling promotion, but they're not going to problem with ring of honor. Honestly, is there's no money behind it. Well, I know Sinclair broadcasting owns it, but they're not interested in actually investing the money to keep talent. It's just there. You know what I mean? No, I could very Um, easily see a situation in the next two years where, AEW, like Ring of Honor, if not disappears, but just continues to sink, and AEW becomes the other promotion. You, you know, Lucha Underground, I'm not sure how much interest there is in that anymore. Impact remains impact, but I could see a situation where there's WWE, and then there is AEW and Impact, and that's kind of the I mean, world we live in. If AEW gets a TV deal, and again, this is weird coming from me for someone who doesn't even watch television, but if they get a TV deal that's better than the Pulse Network, they are by default going to become the number two promotion oh, in absolutely. North America. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Impact just doesn't have any excitement around it. It's on a, I don't feel like, 
I mean, I know it probably actually is on a positive trajectory for that company, but when you just look at the company for its full history, it's hard to look at impact as anything but an overall negative trajectory. You know what I mean? So it's hard to get past that feeling, I guess. I think it's it's going to be difficult for any company. Let's, let's take AEW out of the equation. It's going to be difficult for any company when WWE has all of these brands and is just scooping up talent left and right. You know, NXT has Dominic or Donovan Dijak, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Cassius Ono. It's got all of these people who could be top stars on Impact, but they are in the minor leagues of WWE right now. And so I agree with you. But the one the one I think important thing is, I mean, you even talked about this. You've been you've been talking about this for months, I think. Um we're finally at the point now where the WWE has so much of this talent and is using so many of them in a way that I think the talent thinks is poor, we're finally reaching a point where a lot of that talent is not going to be interested in staying with or re-signing with the WWE. You're, we're talking about people like Shinsuke Nakamura. Maybe, you know, maybe down the line we're talking about people like Finn Balor, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. You know, we're talking about some people who have made names for themselves elsewhere who may be very interested in practicing their craft elsewhere. And I think a place like AEW is only going to benefit from that, from that current sort of, I I don't know, just the way that I think some talent is feeling about the WWE. I 100% agree, and I don't think that's a bad thing, and I'm not sure that WWE should see that as a bad thing. If AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan leave at the same time and they take Shinsuke and Samoa Joe and everybody with them, if there's a mass exodus, that's different. But the roster is huge. They clearly don't have enough airtime to use the talent in the current model. And we can talk about the changes that WWE has made over the last few weeks, which I do think are heading in that positive trajectory. But they can afford to say if Dolph Ziggler wants to go wrestle for AEW and then, you know, continue his stand-up career or whatever, let him go. You can survive without Dolph Ziggler. If AJ Styles decides, I did the WWE, I had a good time, I clearly made myself a much bigger name, I'm gone. The WWE can survive without some of these guys, and I don't think it's a bad thing to have another place for them to go. I agree. I, and again, I, I just I do feel like AEW very quickly, presuming that everything works out for them, the money continues to flow, etc. Some of those progressive policies that they're looking to put in place are going to make them extremely desirable to work for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about independent contractors in the WWE. Why would all those people leave? Well, guaranteed health benefits? Sure. That's a pretty good reason to leave the WWE. That'll be an interesting thing. That to me was probably the most fascinating thing I read from the rally or press conference or call it what you will, you know, the equal Do you pay- think Do you think that the WWE could afford the roster that they currently have? If they had to do a policy change and provide health care to their contractors? I think it would require some serious changes and it might require some adjustment to the, hey, we're currently giving you, you know, I, I read somewhere that if you're on WWE television, you are guaranteed to be making six figures. So both members of the revival, Dana Brooke, all of these people are making Six figures. Now, granted, they have to pay their own transportation. I believe they're in charge of their own rental cars. So there's costs that come with that. But I think it might have to be we're going to have to adjust your salary just like, you know, I don't get my full salary because part of it goes into my insurance. But I would be interested to see if in the next five years or so there becomes a pressure on WWE, maybe especially as it becomes more of the Stephanie and Paul show and not the Vince show for them to get with the times and start providing some more, uh, you know, health benefits to their employees. Again, it'll we'll have to see how it happens. It is a much different scale just because of the sheer enormity of the roster. Sure. Sure. 
But yeah, I mean, that's really about all I think I have to say about all mm-hmm. elite wrestling. I, you said far more than I expected. I'm not going to lie. And again, I can tell you want to watch wrestling. You clearly are a wrestling fan. You want to find something to watch. Raw and SmackDown aren't doing it for you. And I can't say I blame you, though. Again, I feel like they're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, watching NXT or NXT UK or 205 Live is not quite the same thing. So, you know, I I hope it works. I hope to see you, you know, watching Double or Nothing and tweeting about it and enjoying the show. Because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. This was This was Act 1 of their unveiling. I'm very interested to see what happens in acts two and three. Yep. Exciting times. Um, we're gearing up for the rumble. It's not till the 27th. So there is a, there is a, uh, a WWE network event this weekend. NXT UK is having its very first takeover this weekend. It's on Saturday at like two thirty PM our time because it's starting 8 p.m., I think, UK time. I'm super excited for that. Um, all of our, you know, DDT UK besties hopefully are excited for that. Hope some of you get the chance to go to Blackpool to, uh, to see it. You know, I think the Rumble looks interesting. Are, are you keeping tabs on WWE still? Are you? Only a little. Like you said, I'm not that much on Twitter. Most of my news I get through my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that Braun Strowman gave the worst promo of his life on Raw this week and looked like a total chump. Um, I skipped That was it. the general consensus. I heard that as well, and so I skipped it. I was like, I don't need to see him act like a chump. Yeah, but that's that's about the only thing I know about the product right now. All right. Well, let's see. Daniel Bryan is continuing to be crazy hippie heel. He threw a hot dog at a fan uh, on Tuesday. Um, So he's still feuding with AJ Styles. I'm not really sure why that feud is continuing. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose are still feuding. Everyone's announcing for the Royal Rumble. Rusev is the U.S. champion. The Revival's probably going to win the tag titles at the Rumble, though how many times have I said that before? That's the only thing I care about. She is currently, she is still the women's champion. She will be wrestling Becky Lynch at the Rumble. Um, That's really funny because there was this thing a couple weeks back where Paige made the match and then she had to retract it. Because remember, like, yeah. and so now suddenly that match is in fact on though. That's so silly. It is. This is again just the WWE. I'm I'm tired of them. I'm tired of being jerked in every direction. You know what I mean? Like, just pick a course, man. Mm-hmm. Go with it. Well, yeah, there was a good Charlotte versus Becky versus Carmella was a good triple threat match to main event SmackDown. Becky won, so she's wrestling Oscar. They had a nice little face off, and Oscar tweeted. Gee, I really had wished that Carmella could have won that match. I understand how people feel about Carmella. She did very nicely in the spots that she was in. There was a I like Carmella, in all fairness. There was there was a moment you probably saw the the gif. Uh Charlotte does her typical moonsault to the floor. They both move out of the way, so she just lands on like she tries to land on her feet, she falls over and lands on her butt. Carmella just kind of like looks at her, takes a few steps, kicks her in the face. And like walks away. And I was like, that's the kind of moment that, you know, you, you've got the instincts for this. So, but again, it was good. Whether or not Oscar wins, whether we're going to get Becky as champion versus Ronda as champion at WrestleMania, I don't know. Clearly that can't work though, because somebody's got to win the Royal Rumble and that's got to mean something. So who knows? I enjoyed Ron SmackDown on. Hulu, again, it was much easier to watch it in an hour and a half or an hour as opposed to five hours a week. So I'm looking forward to the Rumble. I'm looking forward to the UK takeover. I'm looking forward to NXT takeover. There's a lot going on in WWE. Wait, am I saving that news for my piece of positivity? Yeah, I will. All right. So 
Excuse me. Let us go to our emails, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Like I said, we've got a bunch from all over the map. Um, A lot of our besties have emailed multiple times because it's been a hot minute since we did these. Our first email is from way back on December 22nd. It is from Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter, and the subject line is Merry Christmas Besties. Hello and good evening. I have arrived at my parents for the upcoming Christmas holiday. I traveled across Massachusetts to West Springfield. Keeping any company was the birds and the bees episode. As I drove, I laughed at your description on what you would tell your child about sex, but I found myself pondering about the three seashells. I've never heard of that. I think I may have lived a sheltered life as a child, and I never got this three seashell talk. I did get the birds and the bees talk, though. As I almost googled it while driving, then thought better of it as the police were out in full force tonight, Saturday, I have decided to wait and listen for the definition of this three seashells. Anyways, that is all. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, but sent from his iPhone. Jeffrey, we're not going to provide an explanation. All we're going to say is watch the movie Demolition Man. Yes, that'll do. Watch the movie Demolition Man, and you will understand the reference. That's all. And thank you for the well wishes. I hope you had an excellent holiday. Our next email is one of two from our bestie, Danielle. This one is titled Holiday Travels and Family Trees, Last Email of 2018. I have to read this one, don't I? Eh, hello. We have all now survived another year of holiday shopping and Christmas Day chaos. Yay! I still actually have one book to buy for my half-sister's 18th birthday that's in two weeks, so I'm waiting to do that until next week. I'll get to see a large portion of my mom's side of the family at our winter no-children reunion, which is where my sister will get her book. Us adults meet in January and then plan when the June reunion will take place. But I get to sit around and have many glasses of wine, play dominoes, and catch up with relatives. Don't have to do any planning yet. Fingers crossed. I'm going to stop. Hold on. I'm going to stop for just one second. Danielle, I'm just curious when you email us next, how big is your family? Like if you're planning an annual June reunion, how large is this group? How big are we talking about? Because I have a fairly small family. So large families always interest me. So just for for my own edification. Thank you. Hmm. You know, what's interesting. Uh, What I took from that paragraph was uh, I want her to write in and tell me how she plays dominoes. Like, are you just setting them up and having fun? Are you actually playing the game? I'm I know there's, a, there's game, a game. Yeah, but, I'm assuming uh, there's a game. There is, but I don't know what it is. So, Danielle, you need to write in and tell me how one plays dominoes. I used to play I know dominoes. I could Google that. I used I'm not to play gonna. dominoes on Yahoo Games back when Yahoo Games was a thing. I still had no idea what I was doing, but I know you had to match the pips. I know they're called pips. You had to match the pips, and if you had a double one, it could branch off into other directions, and you got points. So, yes, Danielle, uh, how big is your family and how do you play dominoes? Tomorrow, Thursday, I'm traveling to Dallas, Texas to visit two high school friends who are still the only ones I've kept up with post-high school and a relative. One of my high school friends became my fourth cousin by marriage in 2016 when my uncle married her mom's (laughs) first cousin. You have a very big family. It's confusing, but not as confusing as my main family tree. I don't know anything about my dad's, so I usually only refer to my mom's side of the family as family. My grandfather married twice, and my half-uncle's mother is technically my ex-step-grandmother. Jesus. Over the past 20 years, I've called her aunt instead because the technical term of ex-step-grandmother is too long and makes her sound like the stepmother from Cinderella. And no, she's not that mean. I mention my aunt because I'll be visiting her this weekend. She has several cats and dogs since she works with rescuing pets all the time. She's even raised squirrels, amphibians, and other animals. So this week's questions are about family trees. What family relation terms have you changed up over the years, even if it's not technically correct? Or have certain family relation terms started to not be a part of your vocabulary? For example, I've simplified half-siblings to just sibling names. Or just referring to someone as my aunt when that's technically not true. Looking forward to more episodes going into 2019. Oh, what a year it has been for DDT. Danielle. 
Well, we have one family friend whom we refer to as an uncle. I have uh, – I had a couple of those growing up. It was kind of all of my parents' friends were my aunts and uncles just as a term of respect, I believe. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I have a person who I used to call my brother who I don't really consider much of anything anymore. So there's that. We won't get into that. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Um, I had a group of cousins who were all 10 plus years older than me. So they were referred to as aunt and uncle, despite the fact that they were cousins. Again, my parents are very big into respecting your elders. So everyone had to be either Mr. Somebody or aunt or uncle somebody. So most of the people that I've called aunt and uncle over the years are not technically my aunts or uncles. Oh, cool. Almost lost my mouse. All right. So let's see. Would that, that cover everything in her email? I believe so. So the next one comes from Mitchell titled Expensive Haircuts. $70 for a haircut? Even half of that? The best barber I've ever had only charged $11. And the most I've ever paid a stylist is 20 Now, of course, as a man with a receding hairline, I just shave it myself. From what I've heard you guys mention about hairlines in this podcast, perhaps DC should follow my lead. Happy DDT Awards, you bald bastard. I believe at some point. I I embellished that. I know. At some point during the recording of the DDT Awards, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air, both you and GQ said that I could pull off the completely bald but with a full beard look. Uh Uh-huh. Do you stand by that? You can do it, Champa. If I let the beard go crazy, my wife. That's would what leave I'm me. saying. My wife That's would what leave we me. mean. My wife would leave me. Like so? No, <laughs> not so. <laughs> She'd stay. She'd stay. I've, I every so often I ask, like, is, do you think it's time for me to shave it? And she's like, I'm never gonna think it's time for you to shave it. So, I mean, you could just try it. Worst case scenario, you grow it back. True. I don't True. Know. But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I. It was a it was a crazy, crazy guy from Finland. He was like seventy years old when I started. He's like in his eighties now, and he's still cutting hair in a one chair barber shop. Um, yeah, no, it was it was super expensive. Huh? That's why I switched to the place we go to, and now I'm still paying a lot, and I'm paying I'm paying less but more frequently because I used to only go two or three times a year. Because I used to let my hair go crazy long. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I do think about getting one of the entry-level stylists, like switching over. But I just feel dirty doing that. I, well, I don't it, know. You, you develop a relationship with – I I stayed on with the Finnish guy for probably two or three years longer than I wanted to because I felt like I was going to literally break his heart. And every year, if, if I came in two or three weeks before Christmas, he gave me a free haircut. Boom. He was like, I'll clean you up nice. Right, that's not a Finnish accent. but uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, our good buddy Glenn sent us three emails this – well, over the past few weeks. I think he just continued sending them one a week. Um, the first one is titled Happy New Year. So as another year comes to an end – The question to you guys is, are you making any New Year resolutions this year, and what would they be? Mine is to arrange to actually have lunch with you both in April, before going on to what will be my first WrestleMania weekend. Thanks for another great year of entertainment, and look forward to more in 2019. Thanks, Glenn. Glenn, you know that I am afraid of everything and a hermit. But if you're coming to our shores, I will do a halfway decent effort to try to see you. And I'm not going to DC. DC has promised that he will drive 20 minutes to see you, but that is it. Not no, a but more. I think well. And the nice part is WrestleMania this year is in the New York, New Jersey area. So it's not even like we need to like, you know, we can make this work. We could figure this out. 
Well, my resolution this year is to not meet anybody from the podcast. <laughs> so unfortunately, oh, clash, yeah. clash of resolutions. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, Glenn, we'll make it work. We'll I, get. We'll go to that same diner that we met the uh, the insiders at. We'll have to see. You know, I'm not sure where he, if he's going to be only in the New York area. Maybe somebody. Maybe should. we could do like New Haven or something. Yeah, we uh, can make it. Yeah, we can make it work. I don't so know. There's going to be plenty of people in there. Somebody, one of the other besties who's going to be in the New York area, will pick Glenn up, and we will do a. Oh man, bestie brunch. Boom. All right. I'm making promises I can't keep. Do you have any resolutions? Um, I didn't at – well, no, that was not true. My wife and I wanted to go on little mini vacations every month until school got out. Um, We're almost halfway through January and we haven't planned anything yet. But – and then recently as I – you know, laid in bed and pondered my many maladies, I was like, I really need to stop – you know, sitting in a chair all day and watching old wrestling, I really need to like get up and start being active again. So I'm going to try to uh, be a little more physically fit. Yeah. I mean, I would say I made a resolution to exercise, but as you've sort of said, it's the 10th of January and I haven't exercised once. So, so much for resolutions, I guess. That's always how it is with resolutions. Glenn sent us another email. This one is titled The List. I don't know that we need to re- – do we save this one for the next time we record the list? Nah. Gentlemen, when Bobby Blaze Smedley comes up, I would like Smedley this – Smedley or Smeedley? I would say Smedley because it's a – It's probably Smedley, but I wish it was Smeedley. Bobby Blaze Smedley? If his mm. name is Bobby Smedley, he shouldn't have called himself Bobby Blaze. I would like this quote to be taken into consideration when picking his position on the list. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, This is from Jim Cornette. Pro wrestling needs more Bobby Blazes. Pin me, pay me, have boots, will travel. So, you know, we, we've, I think we've touched on that conversation with some other names, Dwayne Gill, Gilberg. Um, you know, we're going to have to at some point consider the role of the jobber, the career jobber, uh, when we're considering some of these names. All right. Um, our next email is another one from Danielle. This one was sent on January 2nd. Snowed in tomorrow. Yay. Hello. Ah, a new year. Love the three episodes. Covering the fourth annual DDT Awards. I listened to one on the drive back from Texas and the other three while commuting to the grocery store and OU. I also enjoyed hearing the dogs in the background, especially when I was driving home from visiting my aunt, who has always had 10-plus dogs in her house that are either owned, fostered, or pet-sitted. This week's question is from my handy note card. What fandom do you think is overrated? BBC moved the traditional Christmas Day Doctor Who episode to New Year's Day this year. I didn't find out until Christmas Day. After a bit of shock, I was actually quite okay with the change yesterday, New Year's Day. I'm not caught up with part of Doctor Who's season 8 through 12, but I have been able to watch season 11, and I have grown to like the female Doctor. And the show won't be returning till 2020. Haven't seen any updates on when Sherlock Holmes is supposed to return either. So I would like to nominate my two favorite British shows and fandom for being overrated, Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes. Enjoy the last of the winter break. I think it's interesting because the UK shows, you know, always run differently. They have series. They call them series instead of seasons. And the series are always small. I don't know a UK show that does the traditional 22 episodes like a lot of UK or a lot of US sitcoms. You know, the first season of Sherlock was three episodes, but each one was 90 minutes long. So it was like watching three movies. So I know you like the books and I enjoyed trying to work my way through the books. Lord of the Rings fandom, once the movies came out, people got a little crazy about. Um, yeah. Again, I think the people who, you know, are are who enjoyed the books 
perhaps more than the movies, you know, those I don't have a problem with, but people who are like, Lord of the Rings are the greatest movies that ever existed. I was like, uh, let's not go crazy. In, on, on, in fairness, I sort of think that all fandoms are the worst fandoms. Like, they're all overrated. Like, I'm serious. Like, you, like you're saying, the people who get up in arms about Lord of the Rings, yeah, what a bunch of asshats. The people who are all like, Harry Potter is the greatest book series ever created. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like me some Harry Potter. Sure. It's good. But mm, the fandom around it, a little overrated. Um, Game of Thrones. Couldn't uh, care less true. about Game Everybody goes crazy about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everybody was going crazy about uh, American Horror Story. I could not care less about any of that. You know what? Fandom 24. Is- uh, who cares about 24? You know what? Fandom going is back really 10 overrated. Years. Pro wrestling fandom is really overrated. Uh, well, that was the obvious one. I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. I think you reach a point where there's fandoms peaking, people are talking, people are talking, and then it reaches a point where people are talking about it so much that it nothing can compare. And this is the problem you wind up with the Marvel movies. Everyone is talking about Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. Granted, I'm going to watch them both, and I'm sure they're going to be great, but people talk about them so much, it's like, it's you just get tired about hearing about these things. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's right. It's once enough people join the fandom, it reaches the the conversation reaches this critical mass and then anything past that, you're just descending into this overrated territory. So anything that becomes wildly popular, I feel like just sort of goes the same way. So I guess the funny thing then is that we talk about pro wrestling because I, while we agree that the fandom is overrated, I don't feel like at this point it's because, you know, it became so popular that everybody's talking about it. Now it's because it's so unpopular that the people that are devoted to it are so toxic that it's just, you know, difficult to uh, engage with. That is it. That is it. You got, you got to kind of unplug. I think that's one of the reasons I'm enjoying this is not my piece of positivity, but I have been deep diving in the WWE network like it's my second job, and I wish someone would pay me for it. But it's it's hard for people to be negative about wrestling from 1986. you know, Or at least it's hard for so many people because most people could give a damn and hate the fact that I am putting on my timeline posts about wrestling from 1986. But... All right. I deleted a bunch of the emails on how to grow our podcast. We seemed to, I don't know if we got on a mailing list or what, but we seem to get a bunch of emails now from people who want to make our podcast better. Uh, so we're back to Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter. Happy New Year. Hello, guys. Was very excited to hear the three episode, almost six hour DDT award show. Loved it. Made my work time go by a little quicker than usual. However, a little disappointed I never got an explanation <laughs> on the three seashells. Watch Demolition Man. I had emailed about the episode where you discussed the birds and bees discussion with children and mentioned you guys this. I said I would wait for your explanation instead of Googling. Happy New Year. My New Year's resolution is to email you guys more. Thanks, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my iPhone. Make a second resolution. To watch Demolition Man. That is a very watchable movie. I enjoy that movie. Every time I can, if I can find it, I I like watching it. The thing that I like about that movie is the lore around the story. Like the fact that in that universe, there was such a thing as the franchise wars. I want to know exactly. I want to seek. I want a prequel all about the franchise. Absolutely. Like I, there's enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions about you know where why did they discuss, decide to spend so much money obviously investing in cryogenic freezing like when when would you know and the rehabilitation and the fact that Sylvester Stallone now knits sweaters and all of that sort of stuff so plus Wesley Snipes is just you can tell he's having the time of his life so. Our final email is once again from Glenn, and it is titled DC and Doc Who. Happy New Year, guys. With DC doing so much wrestling time traveling at the moment, if you had access to a TARDIS, where in history would you visit and why? Thanks as always, Glenn. 
I feel like obstructing and saying if I had a TARDIS, I would like to go to the future. Though, because I'm not a Whovian, I don't know if that's possible. Can you go to the future in a TARDIS or does it only go backwards? I presume you can go anytime, anywhere. Where would you like to go? Where in history would you like to visit? Nowhere? <laughs> not interested? I don't know. I mean, I think I would probably be most interested in going back to the beginning or before the beginning. Um, but it makes it a little bit difficult to go anywhere in space-time when space, as you know it, does not exist. Yeah. Um, but I would like to, if, if it were possible, to be outside of the universe, I guess, and to watch the Big Bang like it was some sort of, you know, most glorious sunrise in the history of histories. Uh, I guess that would be a cool moment to be able to take in. Again, even with a TARDIS, though, I don't know if that one's possible. Well, depends on the the rules, I suppose. But um, yeah, I'm, the problem with me is I'm the always... one place a TARDIS can't go. I wonder if that's true. Whovians, let me know. I want you know my thing is knowing my luck. Like I'm going to go back to prehistoric times, and the TARDIS is going to land immediately where a T Rex is about to step, and I get bitten in half within five seconds. Or well, like, don't get out of the TARDIS then. Look out I, the window That's first. true. I suppose you're just peering out the window. You know, I go back to Revolutionary War times and catch a musket ball to the throat as soon as I step outside. And So, you know, um, from a wrestling perspective, it would be kind of cool to be at the Pontiac Silverdome for WrestleMania three. Because there was so many people there, that was the real that was the real moment when WWF became a real big deal. So that would be interesting. Um, I would like to go back to see WCW on its last days and just, you know, uh, Vince McMahon made the deal to buy WCW on a Friday. He waited until Monday night for Nitro to show up and announce it. I would love to see what the mood was for those seventy-two hours or so in between. So. Yeah, I mean, along those same lines, um, you know, I, I guess I'd like to go back to, I I think maybe I would like to go back, this is real simple, stupid stuff, right? But if I could go back to, like, the movie premieres of, of some of the classics of the horror genre, like, you know, go back in time and witness people throwing up and passing out, seeing The Exorcist sure. and texas chainsaw massacre and you know be there opening night for those sorts of films to see what those reactions were like back then i think there'd be a certain amount of uh it'd be, it would be interesting to sort of see how people are reacting um to those sorts of of, of things but it's not too dissimilar from what you're saying about wrestling i guess sure. you could go back 20 years ago to the worcester whatever it was called to watch mcfoley win his first world title could or you could go see, you know, people throwing up because of The Exorcist. I'd go see people throwing up first. Would that make you feel very positive watching that? Uh, I don't know. I, I just I think it's more curiosity in terms of did it's it fair. actually happen? Um, like I don't know. Like you hear these stories, but you know, news being the way it was back then, you probably could have reported anything about this supposedly scary movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. So well, that would be. I, I'm just again, sort of, that would is be it true? Going back to the time of Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, I was trying to make a very ham-fisted segue. What is your piece of positivity as we head into, uh, you know, the NXT TakeOver weekend, NXT UK TakeOver weekend, and uh, the middle of January? I, know, I don't know. I know work's pretty stressful. Any little things? Is it dead cells? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's Dead Cells. I am enjoying playing it. I haven't played it a whole lot, though. Hard to say. Um, I guess I'm just happy to have any sort of downtime right That's now. Fair. The next week or so, you know? Yeah. That's fair. Um, I will go with... Uh, it just was announced today. Uh, Royal Rumble Access Weekend. There is going to be a tournament called When Worlds Collide. And it is going to be a tournament featuring stars from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. And for someone who has said for a very long time that they need to just combine those three brands into one big 
third brand, I feel like this is at least a step in testing the waters of that. So I'm not sure how. I think it's being taped for some future release on WWE Network. Um, but I am super excited. Cool. So. Alrighty. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. It's been a while since we've done a, a current episode because we had so much of the DDT awards to check out. I hope you listened to all six hours of the craziness that was the fourth annual DDT awards. Um, like we said, we, do you want to just announce now that we're not going to have a show next week? Maybe we'll try to find a list or some time to do a list or something. Cause I don't want to add pressure to you. I'm honest. I don't want to add pressure to you. If next week's going to be crazy busy, we can just say we'll be back in two weeks. I don't mind saying that. I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I'd rather record if I end up having the time. Okay. It's hard for me to predict this far out. All right. I well, guess there may be something. If if not, we will find something. Maybe I will do some dorky solo show, which will just disappoint everyone because it's not DDT wrestling. But it'll at least you could do be- question marks episode two, and people could rejoice. That's true. I could try to do that. I was, you know, I've been trying to get the cough under control. This is actually the best it's been in a while. So maybe I will look into that. So uh, if you're a bestie and you're going to be around sometime in the next few days to record an episode of Question Marks, hit me up. Hit me up. On if you have Twitter. a microphone and audacity and Hangouts or Skype. That would be the ideal way to do it because <laughs> I could try to set up the actual way, but knowing my luck, we'll record it and then it'll just disappear. Uh, so, yeah, if you have audacity and a microphone and can do most of the work for me, I'd appreciate it. And you will get <laughs> first dibs in terms of the question marks queue. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to have your thoughts read right on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to other episodes of DDT Wrestling as well as episodes of The List, you can do so by going to our web home page, which is called ddtpod.com, or by going to your podcast repository of choice, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, eh, wherever. And finally, <laughs> if you like what you've heard, and how could you head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send a little bit of financial support to DC and doc as we continue to keep the podcast lights on and the train a choo choo chewing. He is doc Manson at doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, we hope you have had a fantastic start to 2019. Won't you be our bestie? <laughs> <laughs>